Hello and welcome to Watching It, episode 88. On today's episode, Donnell's gonna try, Boba Fett stands by, Peacemaker can't fly, and Snowpiercer passes by, and Robert's here too. All that and more. I'm your host, Donnell, and with me as always is, well, Robert. Hey, I'm here. Yeah, you're here. I'm here. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you had too much stuff and I couldn't think of something that would Hear rhyme. Hear me loud and clear. <laughs> Don't be in fear. Okay, well... Well, we're cutting off Robert's I mic. I can rhyme too, Donnell. All right. We're cutting off Robert's <laughs> mic, folks. Well, Robert, since you are here, what you been watching? Oh, my God. So much. So, so much. much. We're going to go through it real quick. Rewatch okay. Chernobyl. Rewatch Chernobyl. Just amazing that, show. That's a heavy rewatch. That though. is a heavy rewatch. I, 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 I watched Chernobyl. I've never thought... I mean, I've thought about it, I guess, to go back and read, but I've never done it. Totally There's really much. a lot of like detail that yeah. you get there. I mean, it's just so good. It, no, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's really well done. But. Yeah. It, everyone should watch it. Yeah. Everyone. You know, maybe not small children, but, you know. <laughs> it, it yeah, does, get your four-year-old, sit them is, down in front it, of the TV. It is very graphic in places with the melting of skin. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oof, oof. Uh, I rewatched season one and two of Snowpiercer. Nice. Oof, that's a lot. That is a lot. Again, when I, when this recent season started, I was like, oh, good, season five. Yeah. I'm like, no, this is season yeah, three. this is season three. Like, oof. This is just season three, is, man. It is really worth rewatching. No, yeah. I can really, in the early episodes, you get a lot of information that you didn't pick up on the first yeah. few times you're like oh that character and that character and mm-hmm. they, they mentioned that how long they've been there and yeah you know stuff like that uh i rewatched the show future man oh yeah future have man. you ever seen future man yeah. yep, yep uh yep. for the audience that doesn't know i mean this was um what five years ago maybe three four five, it's kinda, it, yeah, it is I, I i'm very torn on it okay. um i i I do not. I'm not a big fan of raunchy humor. Yeah, yeah. you know, like dick jokes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And there's quite a bit of that there, in there. Yeah. It's... But if you can see past that, they play with time travel in a fun way that mm-hmm. I've never seen before, and and I don't think will ever be done again, yeah. honestly. And there are so many great lines, like one one off lines, and they're like one of them is like. This isn't the first time we've turned a death sentence into a life paragraph. I'm like, oh, that's so good. Like, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, fantastic show. Yeah, and, it's good. And I watched the movie Nightmare Alley. I feel like... I, I don't know. Who, like uh, I have, man, I don't remember yeah. any of that. It's, just, it, it, uh, it's Oscar bait. It's early in the season. Yeah. You know, because yeah. usually that comes out in like December and stuff. Um, I would not be surprised if there are not several Oscars that are won for it. I don't think it's a Best Picture mm-hmm. nominee, honestly, but uh, definitely some some you know supporting actor actress stuff, and definitely some costume and whatnot. Yeah, uh, it's basically a story about a guy who um, it, it's during like the Great Depression, mm-hmm. you know, and well, I don't know if it's during the Great Depression, but kind of that time frame, nineteen um, twenties ish. You know, maybe. Yeah. And he ends up uh, going to a carnival, like passing through a carnival and getting a job as a carnival hand. Okay. And becoming a mentalist. Mm. And just a whole... It, it's it's a really weird story. Yeah. But just fantastically acted and just uh, beautifully shot. Nice. Uh, I don't know why they call it Nightmare Alley, because there's not really any alleys in it. I don't know what the I don't understand what the naming convention have. I've never watched it again, honestly. It doesn't have a lot of rewatch value. Uh but but it was worth checking out. I mean mean, you might have to watch it again, Robert. Why is that? 
because when we do our Oscar soon. Oh, that's only if it gets Best Picture. Uh, uh, that's only yeah, if it if it's true. If it's, true. If it's well, it doesn't have to get. It just has to be a nominee for Best yes, Picture. Yes, yes, yes. I don't think it'll be nominated for oh, Best okay. Picture. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's it. Okay. Just those. Just just just, just, yeah, just couple just, couple seasons yeah. of a couple shows. Yeah. Just five then... five seasons of show. Sorry, six seasons of show in a movie. Yeah. yeah six just, seasons yeah. in a movie. Oh wait, no. <laughs> So what Snowpiercer is two seasons. Two? Future Man is three seasons. Chernobyl I thought Future Man was one. only two seasons. Nope, three seasons. I didn't think it was. Oh, okay. All right. Well, the second season is very forgettable. Yeah. It's not It's not the greatest. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And the third season gets think, weird. I don't think I ever saw the third season then because I thought it was only two seasons. Hmm. When they go on the game show? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You missed I, out. I gotta go watch you got to go watch apparently. that last season. Okay. Because that's the end and they wrap it yeah, all up. Yeah. And okay. I thought it, I thought it just got, you know, I mean, because like I said, I, I liked it. I do agree that the second season wasn't as good as the first. So I thought I thought it just kind of was one of the things that where they just were like, yeah, I guess we're just done. And they just called it a day. Yeah. Okay. They made a season three. All right. I did, I did try and check out the show uh, Re- uh, Reacher, Jack Reacher. Yeah. Yeah. atrocious mm. <laughs> i couldn't I get mean, past the first episode it's so here's the thing um uh talked talk a little bit about this but yeah i mean it's on amazon and at the end of the day a- amazon is is not that they i mean like i said that's also where uh invincible and the boys are yeah. from so amazon can put out some good quality stuff but like I, what i found out is like anybody if you go to amazon and you present your show or your movie you can get on amazon and see if it's a hit. So even though the, you know, with Reacher it being about uh, you know, it's a it's a Tom Clancy novel series yeah. and stuff, so it does have a pretty strong backing. That doesn't mean that whoever's making it had any credibility. Well, there was uh, a movie, a Reacher movie yes, with there Tom Cruise, Jack which Reacher I really like. Yeah. Um, but this show, uh, it has Hawk from um, it's the actor that plays Hawk in uh, shit. Now I can't think of it. The the DC show Titans. Oh yeah, yeah, and and uh, I mean he he does okay. It's just a bad story. It's badly yeah. paced. I mean it's supposed to be an action thing. You don't get any action until way late into the first episode, mm. which is like what the hell, man? Yeah, why are we even here? Yeah, uh, you know I'll tell you what. When you talk you talk about Amazon, they released it all in one day. Yeah, which is not what they normally no. do for their hit shows. For their hit stuff, <laughs> it's you, they want to do it by week by week. But yeah, yeah no, if if it's not, you get that three episode teaser, yeah. and then week to week after that. Mm-hmm. But if they release it all in one day, Dude, it's like because mm. of the three episode teaser change. Though the thing that I hate, I mean, other other than the three episodes, because we got to cover it, is like Will of Time did this, Peacemaker did this, any show that does that is they're the first episode. Like that thing is they make it where like these three episodes you have to watch together. Yeah. Like they're all the first episode, like it's entry to the story. Like even Peacemaker, the the, the first three episodes are kind of all together, and then you get into the rest of the series. Will of Time did that, and all the other ones. So that's what I don't like. Is like, yeah, you got you got it. Not only is it like, yeah, it's three episodes, but it's like, yeah, this is also like if you want to go back and watch it. Not that you can't watch it, break up, but still, it's like technically three. These three episodes always should be viewed together. So it's always a three hour endeavor. Yeah. To start off yeah. the season, I'm like stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a, you know, and, and that's <laughs> odd because I mean that makes sense for someone like me. I think someone like you, yeah. but your average Joe mm-hmm. with a family mm-hmm. and, you know, like a 12 hour a day job. Yeah. Like they don't have time for that. They don't got, no. You know, no. but I mean, but also the world has been changing and binge, binge watching has become more of a norm than it used to be. So yeah. maybe, maybe like we're thinking of it wrong. Maybe more of the world is like even your average Joe's with the family, but maybe more of the world is like me. I mean, maybe the average Joe's with the family reason why they like it is because like I said, they got a family. So most of the time it's okay. I got to take the kids, got to do this. And so when they get, you know, that, you know, that Saturday and they go, Oh my gosh, I got four hours. 
of time. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I, can, I can just catch up and just yeah, watch it all yeah. at once instead of, you know, trying to, if it's week by week, trying to squeeze it in when you have time, you know. Well, that's so. like the DVR phenomenon, right? Mm -hmm. As soon as the DVR came out, they're like, oh, I'll just record all the shows yeah. for the week. And just watch or for a month and then watch them all at once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. What you been right. watching, Donnell? I have I have not been watching nearly as much. Uh, no seasons of shows. No no movies. No actual TV shows. But I've been I've been on the YouTube. Um, I wanted to bring up that's two, a dangerous two, place, Donnell. Two, that's a dangerous two, place. It is a very dangerous place. I wanted to bring up two channels I I've been watching a little bit of. So one of them is it's 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 ironically named not another cooking show, and it's a cooking show. But uh, but it's this guy where he he basically um. He's somebody that you can tell this dude's been like, he's traveled all over the world. He's done stuff. I don't know if he's a professional cook or not. He probably is. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't even looked into him, but he's definitely someone who's been all around. But because he always, it's basically, so have you looked up recipes online, Robert, and you go online oh, and yeah. you're like, oh, I want to make some banana bread and you click on the recipe for banana bread. And it's like my great grandma. Yeah. Here's I a 12 page to, story. Yeah. He's basically the video version of that is every episode starts with him talking about some experience he had with this food. Um, and then why and why he likes it and he makes it and so it, it it's so it's in, on one aspect because I hate those type of recipes I really I'm like just tell me how to make the dish so I don't know why I'm watching this guy. something about him he annoys me and I'm huh. not I don't like him but there's also just something about him that makes you want to watch him like I don't like it but I'm here and then the food he's making is really good and I I'm actually getting some recipes from him and stuff that I want to try making and stuff so it, it's it's this I, I I'm living this weird paradox world with this dude because like <laughs> a part of me is like this is the dumbest cooking show ever and i can't stand this dude because like i said he's basically the visual version of those freaking recipes you find online like, oh, give you your backstory. Too much story, yeah but on the other side of the coin there's just something that draws me to watching this dude i don't know what it is and then like i said and then he's making good food he's making some real good food that i'm like i want to make that that sounds good and he breaks it down for you and tells you how to make it so it's it's good on that aspect but it's just, i don't know what's up I, you need to check out chef john pierre i i do he's, I, he's, he's who i've been into lately i'll tell you what i hate is the all recipes website if you watch their videos mm. it always be like it's like user karen submitted this recipe and says it's the best meatloaf she's ever tried. I'm like, of course, Karen, who yeah. submitted the recipe, says yeah. it was the best meatloaf she's ever tried. You know what I want? I want it to be user Karen submitted this, and Gordon Ramsay says it's the best yeah. meatloaf he's ever tried. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I don't care what Karen no, says. No one cares what Karen's going on about. Yeah. Gonna make a, gonna make a, a fucking stew without using any <laughs> tomato paste. So, like, <laughs> uh, so uh, two other things that I just thought of because of that is one is... um. This is not the other channel I was going to talk about, but uh, there's this there's this guy. Now I can't remember. I don't watch his videos. I watch this other dude making fun of his videos. But it's this dude. He's been on YouTube for over a decade, and he's been doing this, which is a lot. Part of so me early. feels part of me feels like maybe this is it's all like a joke channel. But he seems really legit and honest about it. But it's like called Cooking with... I can't remember what his name is. I think his name might be Frank. Cooking with Frank or something. But he... he Unlike this dude who's on the Not a Cooking Show... Uh, not another Cooking Show channel. He is not a chef in any way, shape, or form. He is some... I don't know. Middle-aged dad who goes to the football games and tailgates and then stuff but for whatever reason he thinks he should have a cooking show and so he made his on youtube <laughs> and he has multiple times made chicken and 
pulls it out and be like, oh, doesn't that look good? And the chicken will be pink still. Oh. He has he has no idea what he's doing when it comes to cooking anything. Like the dude is like, it's it's insane. And that's why part of me feels like, no, this is all that's the that's the joke. Is that he doesn't know anything about cooking, and so he's making all these terrible dishes, and you know, but he stuff. But if if that's the case, this man is a great actor because he puts some genuine genuine <laughs> into it, and he seems earnest and honest. So like, I can't tell. I can't tell if this guy is pulling one of the best, you know, acting gigs out there, and this is all a joke channel, and he's having a great time with it. Or if this is an insane man who knows nothing about cooking, but thinks he needs to share how you cannot <laughs> cook chicken and stuff. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, that's one of, that's actually another thing. Uh, Durning Kruger effect. He doesn't know he's bad. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of They showed one of his episodes where he calls into, because apparently you can call into, the Food Network line. He has it on speaker, so you even hear it. He calls into the Food Network line, which I guess he could just be calling any place, but it sounds like uh, but any place and just saying it's a food network that would make, lean into the joke but and basically it's talking to them about like how, why he thinks he should have a show on food network and oh like, my god oh, we're sorry unless you already have you know uh, everything written up and some producers we don't actually really review this stuff but he's like all right well i know what i gotta do next and it's like this man's insane this man's insane yeah um but no so the other thing i've been watching is uh this channel called the spiffy brit oh yes yes, yes. you've watched the Sp- spiffy i have brit. watched many of his videos yeah I, he's just, I mean, so he's all about basically exploiting games and like basically yeah. finding the loopholes to make stuff. So I've been watching some of his videos, but one of my favorite videos of his is actually one where he doesn't exploit, exploit a game. And it's actually, uh, well, uh, actually real quick throwback. Uh, remember when I talked about the, um, the Minecraft like series people would do yeah, where yeah, they'd yeah. set up one of the times when I watched that he was one of the people one of the hundred people who was living on the nice. server so I was like oh snap I know that guy it's a spiffy Brit but anyway and it was funny because everybody was setting up factions but he like stayed out of it and he was just like kept sewing up and like commentating what was going on while everybody's killing each other but anyways back to his channel one of my favorite videos is his is this game called Project Zomboid oh yeah 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 I just watched that yep. episode today did you watch the yeah. one with him and his friends yep yeah I just love how he's just hoarding all the food yeah. he's just like they didn't know why i was doing it was so much stronger than him but i must keep all the food to myself and it was like a really well put together episode that i thought with him and his friends they even met some random chick at some point and she joined up till z became a zombie and like yeah it's just it's very he's very entertaining he, he it's very fun um and then also watching some like one of the games he uh found to exploit in i actually used it just because this game is very hard to get uh, the charisma stat up but uh there's this game called uh mountain blade uh banner lord which uh, I've been playing the Mountain Blade series for a long time, and the Banner Lords, the most recent game that I came think out. I've heard of it, but I haven't played it. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. So in that, uh, getting charisma up is like one of the hardest stats to raise because, like, every time basically you only hit it up by talking to people and stuff. But every time you mess up while talking to them, your charisma goes down. So it's a lot, especially when you have low charisma, it's a lot easier to mess everything up and make everybody hate you. Um, and he he showed this exploit to make your charisma. So I used it and I I did cheat a little bit and got my my charisma was freaking high. I went, got married, and just walked up to the chick. I was like, you mean? She's like, yep. No, he yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's how charismatic I am. No, he's got a good but, one where uh, it's like there's like a turn-based strategy game or and, and he basically like figures out an exploit where he can get like the archers to shoot infinite distance mm-hmm. across the map. And yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's, he's fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've been watching a lot of his channel lately. Uh, so yeah, definitely go check out his channel. And if you want to, I, I'm not sure if I'm, av- if I'm, if I'm, 
saying do or don't, but you can also check out Not Another Cooking Show. Like I said, I have a love-hate relationship with it. I don't know why I keep watching it, but his videos keep popping up. And I'm like, ah, I guess I'll check out this one. But um, yeah, so that's, that's what I've been watching. And now it's time to get into something we've both been watching, Book of Boba. God damn it. So we're going to have to talk about this show. And this is we're gonna talk about look, look, Peacekeeper's Peacekeeper and yeah. Snowpiercer is Snowpiercer, right. and there's not a whole lot that happened in those episodes this week, mm-hmm. but a shit ton happened in the Book of Boba. Yep. And goddamn, it's one of the worst television shows out there right now. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna have to spend some fucking time on it because a lot happened. Yep, yep. So I mean first, As you can tell, I'm super happy about it. Fir- first off, first off, uh I just think we should stop calling it the Book of Boba. Yeah. Um. I think honestly, like one thing I was while watching, I was like, we could call it the Mandalorian reunion special because there's a lot of people from the Mandalorian getting back together. Um. In in this episode and last episode especially, but uh. Or my other thought, and this is actually a serious thought, is like, why not? Let's not call it Book of Boba Fett. Let's call this like Tales of Tatooine. Or yeah. Because that's what it, it's, it's more. It seemed especially like, and part of me feels like maybe. Because we're this was episode six. We have one more episode, which almost confirms that we're not going to get to the Pike War this season. Um, well, we might. They're going to wrap it all up in one episode. They might. Yeah, be, I mean, I mean, it, it could be a long been, episode. You know, it's been great writing, but that'd be terrible writing, in my opinion. But anyways, uh, but no, but so my thing is though, uh, call is. This is not Boba Fett's story. We spent a whole episode on the Mandalorian. Then this episode was the Mandalorian, a little bit of Cobb Van and and Luke Skywalker and Grugo. So I'm like, and Ahsoka. Yeah, I just was. And R two D two fan service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, but my thing is, so I'm like, yeah, let's just let's stop calling the Book of Boba. And honestly, if we did that, while I'd still be grumpy about this show, it'd make me feel better if it was just called like Tales of Tatooine because I feel like this is supposed to be Boba's story. And if it's supposed to be Boba's story, you are doing it all wrong. And you do it wrong. But if this is just stories of what's going on in the universe, while you're still messing up Boba, since it's not his story, it's not as bad because it's not like, oh, this is his story. You're blowing it. It's, oh, Boba Fett's in it. You're doing him kind of wrong. But at least, you know, this isn't the story of him. Um, so so I didn't go back and rewatch it. Did Boba Fett, what, he was in it? He was Did in he it. Did he actually no, have a that's line? That's why I said he's standing by. He literally, like... That's Finnick does the does all the talking in the scene and he just kind of stands there. He he looks around. He nods at the Mandalorian and then he kind of when the Mandalorian says, "I might know some people," he's like, mm. he gives a kind of like, mm, "You do, huh?" And then we're done with Boba Fett in his own show. The man doesn't say a word. Yeah. I know last episode wasn't in it, but I'm just, uh. but part of me wonders. Part of me is wondering if Disney was making this series and they got through the first four episodes and they're just like. This is, we're not, I don't know what this we're ain't working. wrong. This Let's bring working. in the Mandalorian. And then they're like, okay. And like I said, maybe, I don't know. Like, they, they, there's been people who've been talking a lot about the actor who plays Boba Fett. And also Jango Fett. And also the clone troopers. But anyways, and they're just like, maybe, like, people are like, yeah, he just doesn't have the acting talent to do this role. And so maybe Disney was like, let's make him the focal point. Because, I, I mean, I felt he did fairly well in The Mandalorian, though. That was the thing. Is I felt yeah. he did fairly well in The Mandalorian. But maybe that was because he wasn't in it. I mean, he was only there for, like, the last three episodes or whatever. And it had that much to do. But And so his few times, he just was like, oh, this is work. And so maybe Disney watched him in The Mandalorian like, hey, we can make something out of this. And then they got four episodes into making the Book of Boba Fett. And they're like, oh, my gosh, he, he, he's not going to cut it. He can't be a leading man. And maybe that's why suddenly we have this tonal but shift. I know I, I disagree because I don't think anything, any of the problems have anything to do with any of the acting. I am definitely I not. I think a little bit. Uh, I will, because I do agree. I, I, 
I don't think the acting is the major issue. I will say, like I said, my thing, and this is partly also writing, but my thing is also just like, he's supposed to be Boba Fett and he just is not. And I guess you could say that's a writer, so maybe it's not his fault. Uh, but that, it's but all like, it's all story writing and yeah, direction. Yeah. So right, it it has which nothing. I don't understand, Robert, because this it's the same crew who yeah, wrote the Mandalorian. Yeah. I just that, I like I said I I know we were talking about this, but I looked it up thinking, well, obviously they got the B squad, and this is why it's not as good. They, they brought in the B squad, They're like, hey, you do the Boba Fett stuff. We're focusing on Mandalorian. No, this is the same team. That's because they spent all their budget on Luke Skywalker. And Grugo. Okay, let's go through this. Let's episode. get into that. Let's, let's go let's into it. Let's do this. Uh, starts out with a spice deal mm-hmm. going on, and yep. uh, Timothy Oliphant shows up, which yep. I love. Timothy Oliphant. Yep. yep. You know, of course, another Mandalorian character. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so, so here, my thing is, uh, I mean, there was like basically he shows up, that, and basically we got this. There's a spice deal going on. He confronts them, and basically tells them like, "Hey, like this is my territory." don't come through here or you know you got to deal with me where's here they're out in the middle of nowhere well yeah there's that there's that but another thing is i'm like this is just the sand people but worse because basically you have someone who has no way of holding their territory stepping because i was like like i already said like with the sand people i mean they were taken out by our biker game but uh, i could have just as easily been the pikes flew a spaceship down and bombed them yeah and it's the same with him. like it's just uh, we do learn later in the episode he has a deputy but essentially it's just him and a deputy and he's like we're gonna stop the pikes i'm like with what yeah i'm like even if you're the best shot like yeah he shot those four like can you shoot 80 of them as they're coming at you i don't think so yeah. so i was just like i'm like this is just the sand people but way worse like he's a cool character but this is dumb like he's basically telling a, a whole crime syndicate that he's going to defy them. And I'm just like, okay, I hope you got a gravestone picked out. Yeah, <laughs> I also don't get it. I mean, like in the whole point of Tatooine is that it's a lawless planet. Mm-hmm. It's but where this sort of stuff like, goes down. But I feel like people like Cobb and Boba Fett now are trying to change that, apparently, which a lot of people are pushing back against. Um, but yeah, yeah. But it was it was cool to bring him back. Um, we'll see if he's still back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think he's dead yeah i don't think so either i think his deputy's dead oh we'll yeah talk yeah about for that sure when we for get sure. there um yeah that was the that was the ultimate fan service was at the end mm-hmm, but we'll, we'll get we'll mm-hmm. get there uh so we switch over to the mandalorian who's coming to uh luke skywalker's planet yep and he meets up with r2d2 i want to know how he found him so quickly like I yeah, like, did he know where they were? Exactly. I don't think Luke is advertising that he's building a new Jedi school and, you know, all that stuff. So I'm just like, how? how, how? He's still got the tracker fob yeah. for Grogu. <laughs> he's got it. He knows where he is at all times. He time. keeps it on him. Uh, uh, but yeah. I, I like these ant bots with the exception that they seem to be building that hut way too slowly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I did like that they just, like, casually they build a bench. build a bench for him. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. I also, I just put that, like, R2-D2 is not the most hospitable robot. He's literally, he's like... Brings him to the camp. And he's like, all right, I'm turning myself off now. <laughs> I'm like, that's a dick move. you <laughs> like, cool, I'm out here. have no idea why I'm here. And, oh, you're 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 now off. Cool. All yeah. right. Uh, so we, we switch over to Grogu and Luke. Doing some training. Doing some training. Man, they are getting better at that CGI, though. Yeah. Oh, I saw so many articles talking about how this is so much better than uh, Mandalorian Luke Skywalker. Um, and I have to agree. Um but, but that thing is, I think, because I'm pretty sure, I, so, I mean, th- this comes up more later in the episode when Grogu's using force powers and stuff, but I'm pretty sure, like, in The Mandalorian, Grogu was 100% a puppet, it seemed like. 
Yeah. And this is definitely a mixture of puppet and CGI. Yeah. And why the Luke CGI has gotten better, I feel like the Grogu CGI was... He and his puppeteering was not on yeah, par. Yeah, it was not the same. Like Yeah, was... like, it, it looked really janky when he mm-hmm. walked and jumped around and yeah. stuff. Um, I did like the... When Luke and Grogu... Because once again, whenever, like, a Mandalorian did this, and then Luke's doing it, but at least Luke is being a little bit nicer about it. But it's like, whenever Grogu's not in a carrier and they're making him walk with him... I'm like, dude, pick, just pick him up. But I did like Luke's little force. Yeah. Thing where he kept yeah. sweeping up forward and having a walk. I tell you what, um, you know what? There's got to be some rule that says you're not allowed to just fuck with all the frogs in the valley. Yeah. At yeah. once. Like, those poor frogs. Yeah, those just, pro- they're they're going to have a story to tell when they get to the bar that night. Be like, yeah, man, it's yeah. been one hell of a day. I feel like um, Grogu was going a little dark side, though, where he was using the force to almost eat the frogs. I mean, he's just being Grogu. He <laughs> eats frogs. I don't think it's dark. I think a little bit later he does something that's a little dark side tendency. Yeah. But. Um, but we do also learn that order was, or not that Grogu was there for order 66. Uh, Luke shows in his past, you know, he's, I mean, we don't know if he was at the school on, uh, Coruscant, but we basically see that he was there when the Jedi's were being murdered by, uh, by the clone troopers. Yeah, by the clone troopers. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that means, cause that's the thing is I was wondering like, where was Grogu doing, like, how was Grogu around after all this? Like. You know, all the other younglings are dead and stuff, which we didn't get that answer, but at least it did show that he was there. So I'm assuming we'll get some more answers of why maybe they kept him alive. I mean, yeah. like I said, in this series, they were the the one Moff, whatever his name was. was it Gideon? Moff Gideon? Yeah, it was Moff Gideon. Uh, but yeah, Moff Gideon was trying to get him back. So maybe it was always a plan to they spared Grogu for some mm, reason or the other. Yeah. Um. So we, so we yeah. switch back over to Mandalorian and Ahsoka. Did not really a lot happens here. No. Uh, but she does have some interaction with R2. And all I can say is like, man, Ahsoka and R2, they got some history, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they've been what, places. And they bring this up a little bit later. That's one thing. Two things that I realized from seeing this is one is that Ahsoka. I mean, of course, everybody knows this, but I just never thought about it in this context scene as they're both around each other now. Is that like Ahsoka knew luke's father you know, and and mom anakin yeah and mom yeah yep. yeah that's true um and then also that also made me realize how old she is technically like yeah. while she was a teenager when anakin was a young adult anakin died when he was like in his 50s so she has to be in like her 40s or something um at this point yeah that probably seems about right yeah and i, I just you know i mean when Rosario dawson looks good and all that stuff and well so I, I, I have, you, really have you ever watched rebels yeah okay because yeah. I mean, because there's a lot of hit like Ahsoka, like you have probably more information about Ahsoka than really any other character in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, yeah. like because she's all up in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. She has she's she's all up in Rebels. Yeah, and and of course now she's in in the newer stuff. Yep, and going to so. have her own show. Yep. Um. So one thing from their interaction though, because like they're basically talking about the differences between the Mandalorian and Jedi's and how you stuff. And like I gotta like I've always thought this that the Jedi's whole I whole like you gotta know emotions and separate yourself is so dumb yeah and also like none of them do it think about how close qui-gon jinn was to obi-wan and anakin like they all get very close with other jedis which i'm like yeah. okay you're still building a family you're still make be, making familiar connections and stuff you're not completely detaching yourself so you're saying all this stuff is bad but you guys still do it and honestly it it causes so many like the main reason Anakin goes rogue is not because of, you know, not being able to come into the night, but because he's not able to have a relationship, which is like, well, if you let him have a relationship and have a family, I mean, yes, could someone, 
you know, threaten his wife and, you know, that sort of stuff. And maybe that'd make him. Yeah, but also it would might keep him more level. And he might be, you know, yeah. he has someone to confide in and not a, just a bunch of people with lightsabers. So I'm just like, I, the Jedi Order has always just been very, like, as a kid, I thought it was cool. But the older I, I get, I'm just like, they're really dumb. Like, well, I mean, I've never really understood... Like, I, I understand that there's the Sith and there's the Jedi. Yep. But why isn't there, like, a middle ground Jedi? Mm-hmm. Like, like Force-sensitive group? Yeah. You know, yep. like, what, like, would the Jedi come and slaughter you if you tried to start an order of and start gathering up Force-sensitive people and, like, have whole completely different rules? My, my Like, there's some galactic is, law that you have to my, be I mean, here's of the, the Jedi is, order I, if you're Force-sensitive? I, I think, honestly, yes, to some level. Like, they would paint it as you were dark side users like basically i think the jedi from the way they always act look at everybody who's not a jedi well they're obviously a sith or they're obviously on the dark side Mm. like you know like i said for jedi it's black and white there is no gray and so that's the thing is so everything that's not white jedi is dark side yeah that's bad yeah oh no the jedi are wrong yeah no exactly (laughs) i mean that's kind of one of the even though it's a terror the trilogy is terrible i'm not a fan of the sequel trilogy that's kind of one of the things that they kind of point out is that the jedi are wrong and that maybe if they rebuild they need to make a more gray sort of order and stuff so that's kind of what the sequel si- trilogy showed a little bit of um but uh yeah it's like i think that's the thing is like, it's like the Sith and the Sith and like neither through the first or the first six movies you see the jedis as heroes and the sith as evil and even that once again i'm not a fan of the sequel trilogy but that's even like even the stuff with ben and slash Kylo Ren, like you see him as a dark side user, but he kind of has some. Re- I mean, ultimately, he does redeem himself at the end of this trilogy. But he also, even throughout it, he has some redeeming moments and qualities where you're like, well, maybe it's not all or nothing. Maybe you're not evil, yeah, for being dark side and that sort of stuff. So yeah, I mean, that's one thing that the tre- tr- yeah the the sequel trilogy shows us, but it also is still a dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we get we get Mandalorian going back to Tatooine. Uh, uh, so real quick, because Ahsoka, that part at the end where before basically she's like, you can go to him, but if you go, you know, you you have a bond. It's gonna you know mess up everything. And I was like, yeah, but I feel like he'll get over it. Well, no, my, and uh, he probably will get over it. And I feel like he won't get over knowing that the Mandalorian was there and didn't come and see him. Like, I feel like that's worse. And I feel like Grogu would know that he was there. Yeah. Like, he would feel him. Yeah. But I was like, I feel like that's way worse for him to know the Mandalorian was there and then be like, oh, but he didn't, he didn't stop by to see you. Like, yeah. that's worse. But anyways, yeah. So we got, we got, we got, uh. Mandalorian goes to Tatooine. He's going to pick up, uh, Cobb Co- Vamp. Yeah. Which I hate, Cobb Vamp. Yeah. Vamp. What kind of name is that? It just so, doesn't roll so off the tongue. Before, before he rolls out, I was about to say, there's the, the, the and like I said, I, that's part of why he goes to get Cobb Vamp. But I'm like, I'm looking at this group, and you got, you got Boba, or you got, you got two bounty, bounty hunters, an assassin, a Wookiee, and a scooter gang. And that, that, that's, that's your, oh, and also two pigs. I forgot. You also got two pigs. Yeah. But I'm like, that's, that's your crew. Well, remember, he's going to be riding a Rancor into battle. I guess that, next, and he has a Rancor. I, I I will bet good money that he will ride a Rancor. I guess you also in got Danny Trejo. He's probably still down there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Danny Trejo will turn out to be Machete. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that would that would fix the show. If the whole next episode did not have Mandalorian or Boba Fett or any of them, and but it was just it's just machete, it was just machete, it was just attacking I, the pikes and just like taking them out. Yeah, yeah, just, just storming <laughs> their shit. Their ba- oh man, <laughs> <laughs> so this fucking Danny Trejo, Danny, Danny Trejo. Trejo. 
<laughs> oh, that'd be D- fantastic. Directed, directed by, ah, oh, shit, I can't remember. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did not uh, see this coming. But uh, I, what I did not see coming was fucking Cad Bane showing yes. up. That was cool. Yes. As soon as I saw the distance and I saw like the round hat, oh, I was yeah. like, what the I was fuck? like, is this? And so here is the thing. And once again, if they change this name to like Tales of Tatooine or Star Wars Tales or anything, make it better. Because that's the one thing that this show has done for me is we have the, you know, with the MCU, we have their whole extended universe and all this stuff tied in. And one thing that this showed so for me is like the fact that, you know, we got Book of Boba Fett. And like I said, when first the Mandalorian showed up, but then Ashoka and freaking Cobb Vanth. And then we're bringing in people from Clone Wars with uh, with uh, Cobb Bane and stuff. It's like, oh, they could grow on this. We could like Ashoka's show could have more to do. Like it's not just it doesn't just have to be her. Yeah. Like the one that doesn't have to be on its own is Obi-Wan because it's in the past. But still all the new stuff that they have Ahsoka and they have uh Bo Katan show, like there could be a lot of crossover. These characters yep. now can show like we don't have to wait like, as we saw with Boba Fett, like we don't have to wait for Mandalorian season three to see what the Mandalorian's doing. Yeah. And that sort of stuff. And so that's one thing that I kinda like, even though I'm this this series is not my favorite that's one part that I kind of am liking. I was like, oh, it's opening up the Star Wars universe to where everything is in an isolated uh, event. You know? Which is awesome. But the problem is, is the entire world was begging for like 50 years mm-hmm. for a goddamn Boba Fett movie or yep, show. Yep. And this is or the pile game. of horse shit or that they game. give us. Yeah, yeah, a game would have been awesome. They, they, they were making a game. They were making the game before Disney bought freaking Lucas Arts. And yeah, no, if they way. could get like the people who made like that recent Spider-Man game mm-hmm. to like do like a Boba Fett game, yeah, like fuck yeah, there yeah. you go, like going to run around doing bounties and shit. Oh, yeah, you know, like that's one thing I always said about with me and like wanting a Boba Fett show. And even though I was not a fan of Solo, I was like, maybe if they made a movie, it could be kind of cool. And then like do it. I mean, it'd be like a trilogy where you have solo and then Boba Fett. And then like, it'd be in the past. But my thing is like, if you gave me Boba Fett and I want, I don't want to, I don't want to hear the word Jedi or Sith yep. or anything. Yep. I just want, exactly. I want Boba Fett tooling around in slave one, kicking in doors and taking names. Yep. That's the show or movie I want. I don't care about what's going on with Sith or Jedi. You want, you want, you want the you, Mandalorian mm-hmm. with Boba Fett. Yeah. You want basically the Mandalorian should have been the Boba Fett show. Yeah, I like, mean, I said that when they first announced Mandalorian, I was like, I feel like we're we're just skipping over Boba Fett and not giving him a chance. Yeah, and so and that's why when they did bring in Boba Fett for the Mandalorian, I was really excited, and that's why I was really excited when they announced Book of Boba Fett. And then this, this is what we get. Yeah, this is what we get. Fucking that's bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, the nightclub gets bombed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was random scene thrown in. I, I guess it's just it's just you know because that's technically I guess Boba Fett's territory. Yeah, and so they're showing that they're they're striking first, or whatever. The one thing I'll bring up though, Robert, is, is I'm not sure if you remember from season one. I pointed this out, but that their little bomb slash money carrier that they were carrying. Looks like an ice cream maker. <laughs> I just I put that down as like the return of the uh, ice cream maker uh, money carrier. Well, I mean that was that's always been kind of a uh, uh, a Star Wars in joke. Is that like yeah, just using you normal... know like a, like a gun or or a lightsaber will be mm-hmm. like some some random utensil. Yeah, you know, kitchen you just, appliance. You add a few more bits and make yep, it silver, yep. and you're just like bam, it's sci-fi. I'm like, no, <laughs> you're making ice cream. <laughs> yeah, uh, like like I I think like the original or no the original like handheld communicator 
from like from uh, the next Star generation. Yeah, yeah. Is like is a, is like a lady's razor. razor. Yes, yeah. it's a lady, a lady Gillette razor. Yeah, uh, just colored it silver and blue instead of pink, and then it's like there you go. Yeah, I, I mean, can, I mean, like I said, I mean, it, it was, works. It was before you know these people were made, but it's like you got John Luke Picard. <laughs> and I'm like, that's how you know that man's an actor. Because if you hand me a Lady Gillette razor, and be like, this is a communicator. I'd be like, no, it's fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how you know John Luke Picard is an actor. Um, <laughs> he was able to hold a straight face through that. And and then finally we get uh, Luke. I hate this. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate this. So yeah. here's something we were talking about. You know, if we just have a machete ep- or machete episode for it, that would save the series. Here's something that will destroy the series for me. If at any point, at any point, Grugo shows up to save the day, oh, I'm done. I'm sorry. Oh. If this, if there's a big fight with the Pikes and then Grugo comes in and just force people in around and doing stuff, I'm like, I, I, do I like Grugo? Yes. Do I want more stories of him? Yes. I want him to be grown up when yeah. those stories come. But like, if they have baby, baby Yoda Grugo kicking the door and save the day, save the Mandalorian and them. I'm just be like, no, no. Like, that is the ultimate. To me, I'm like, we're done. We're yeah. done. You, but by the time that he's grown up, quote, grown up, yeah. it, everyone will be long dead. Well, and here's, but here's the other thing I don't get is in Luke's uh, whole, you know, ultimatum, which he, we all know what he's going to pick, which I also hate. Oh, no, we don't. Okay, so well, let, let's describe just in case anybody okay. it, it hasn't watched this show and maybe they just listened to us for some psychotic reason. <laughs> Uh, basically, the Mandalorian drops off a, a chainmail thing, which I don't understand yeah, how it would have fit best. in that little bag in the palm of his hand. Uh, no, he folded up. I think uh, it would maybe, fit. Maybe. My thing is still, where's the rest of the spear? Because yeah. that little chainmail. Yeah, yeah. And also, also the other thing also is like, I don't know, maybe he said about future proofing. Because like, Grugel is small now. He's, but he's going to grow up. But we yeah. all saw how big, well, he's not huge. We all saw how big Yoda is. I'm like, yeah, he's going to wear, I mean, yeah, it probably he'll wear it longer than we would if we were that size. E- even as it is, like, it's going to be uh, like like the dwarf from Lord of the Rings where he yeah. puts on the chain mail and it's yeah. just like going all the way to the floor. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like that's unwieldy. But anyway, he 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 gives it, he gives Luke the chain mail armor. He gives Ahsoka and Ahsoka. Okay, I'm just sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. just kidding. <laughs> anyway, and Luke says, hey, Grogu, you can have this lightsaber, which belonged to Yoda. And I guess there's a big conversation online of like, wasn't that lightsaber destroyed or fell down some big like lava pit or yeah, something because i mean the last time we saw yoda with a lightsaber was when he fought darth uh darth, darth Sidious, Sidious, yeah and that stuff and during that fight he Emperor drops Palpatine. it in the sen- senate chamber and i feel like it fell like down a vent or yeah yeah so it was like luke, gone how did luke get it um or he can I or mean, he can maybe take the yoda other. had two and he had one back in his cave you know yeah, maybe, this is maybe. Old. i mean luke's gone through <laughs> three lightsabers some, some jedis like to have more than one <laughs> um so anyway he's basically saying you can choose to be a jedi and take the lightsaber mm-hmm. or you can leave the order and and take the thing i'm like i need him to have both exactly okay i hate that we're presenting this choice was like oh grugo what is he gonna be and i was like one of like i said i feel like it's obvious he's gonna pick the mandalorian because that's his best friend and he loves him and stuff so it's not really a choice and also like i just hate like when when grugo got taken away by luke i thought it was a good idea because one is i felt like the mandalorian grugo not that i don't like them being together but them tooling around had kind of run its course we're like okay well where's the story go from here yeah Um, it would open up the mandalorian to more stories outside of Grugo. not that they can't meet up again not that they can't join up again but let's get some more character growth and stuff but then also it was like i said it opened up that door for us to have a Mandalorian Jedi, and now I just feel like they're slamming that door shut again. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, said, you know what the, the next, the first of the scene, dark- the first scene of the next episode needs to be Grogu grabbing both and sneaking the fuck out the door. Yeah, 
<laughs> but I was gonna say is that's the thing is the thing that is they confirmed that there has been a Mandalorian Mandalorian Jedi because they said the maker of the dark saber was a Jedi and he was a Mandalorian. Yeah. So I'm like, it's, it's happened before. <laughs> Why not Grogu? You know, I I just hate that they're slamming the door on this. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, like I said, this, this end scene honestly for me, I was just like, I hate this. I hate it. And like I said, they present it as a choice. And as far as I am concerned, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And if I am, you can call me out next week or whenever it happens. But as far as I'm concerned, it's like this isn't a choice. Grogu's going to pick the Mandalorian, and we're done. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I think they were trying to throw a hail mary with this episode, and, and I think it fell completely flat. Yeah. I I do not care about Luke Skywalker nope. or R two D two. I kind of care about Ahsoka. Yeah, but we can wait for her series. Yeah, it's out. just like I don't I don't need I don't need fan service. Yeah. You know, like I like seeing Cad Bang show up. That was that was cool, but it does not save the series for me in any way. Like I said, I the way this series is going, I feel like, like, like I said, they were doing the the first four episodes, and then they realized, oh crap, we this isn't going to work. And so now I just feel like these last two episodes and next episode are probably just all them trying to rectify the situation. Yeah, and I don't know if it can be rectified. Is my thing. No, no. This season is a wash. Yeah, yeah. It is done. I mean, it, there might be some cool scenes from the next episode, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, as far as the season goes, it's terrible. Yeah, and yep. and yeah, shouldn't shouldn't have been made. And, mm-hmm. and it, I think it's honestly disgraceful to the fans and to yeah. the character of Boba Fett to yeah. for, to have been put to press. Yep. Yeah. I I I agree with it. Like I said at the beginning of this se- series is one thing I was afraid of with the Boba Fett show is are you going to take this character who we all you know, love and respect and think is cool and badass. And what if they mess it up? And that's kind of what this series has done. It's like, yep. eh, well, that, here's the answer. <laughs> but on that sour note, we're going to take a quick break and come back with some Peacemaker. And we are back. Let's talk about some Peacemaker, Robert. Yeah, this was uh this was a more muted episode. A little bit. Um, um this is basically we... like like give us a lot of information and yeah. you know, slightly move the plot forward. Yeah. Before we dive into it though, uh, I gotta concede. Uh last week we were talking about uh how this episode was gonna start and whether, you know, Mern was a bad guy or not, and you said you thought he was gonna, you know, go out there and offer Leota a hand up and basically be like, Let me explain and I was like, I don't know. I think he's pretty much gonna like. We're probably not gonna see Leota. She's probably gonna be kidnapped. Uh, I gotta concede. Gotta give a point to Robert because you were right. That is almost exactly what happened at the start of this episode. Never, never question um, me. No, I question you all the time. You get lucky every once in a while, but <laughs> so I concede, Robert. You were right. Also, got to see because I pointed out last week that there was this, that weird moment between Mern and like right before everybody went their own ways. Where between Mern and Hardcourt, where it just was like, why? Like they just had this weird look, and then we find out this episode that's because Seer. Yeah, it would be interesting to go back and watch the earlier episodes and see if if you notice any interactions that you know indicate that. Because I mean, for a split second, I thought that Hardcourt was going to turn out to be a butterfly as well, Mm, but mm -hmm. that that turned out not to be true. Yeah, yeah. Um, Um, but but basically, what we find out is that she she's known about it for for a little while now. She's known about it for a little while, and so does Economos apparently. uh, Even though he won't acknowledge it um i i just like as they're going through talking about it and they're like golf uh golf sees our queen and then i just love it's like why see it's like well see she had a vagina <laughs> <laughs> it's like what's the name yeah. well we don't name our genitalia yeah. like <laughs> man but you know this is uh right. this was a really good scene because oh. Mern gets real with it oh you know i put like this scene 
has some of the best, some or not some of the, but has some great acting on both Leota's and Mern's characters. Like Mern, when he's just getting into like exactly like he knows that he murdered someone and he, stuff, but like this is the worst dude he could find, but he's still haunted by it. Like that, it, it was it's really good acting. It was really well done. Yeah, and then also um, like the internal realization that like. Even though this was a terrible person, mm-hmm. they could have. Yeah, they exactly. could have changed. He's talking about how he, he took wakes that up every him, morning, yeah. just hating his memories because, like, yeah, it's like that. I don't know. It was I. This show still to me, like I said, going into it, you're like, it's a piece marriage. Don't be like goofy off the wall, and it is. It's 100 yeah. is. But the levels they're able to reach, yeah, while the being that, yeah. yeah, the depth is just. It's just fantastic. It's so much better than it deserves to be. Mm-hmm. Is well, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's James Gunn. Yeah, and yep. it's clearly got some money behind it. Yeah, you know, so yep. they're doing certainly they're more doing. than Book of Boba. That's for damn sure. <sighs> I we were leaving that out for the rest of this, Robert. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then we get the return of Jamil uh, as Peacemaker is at his kid's class, giving a, I guess, uh, uh, you know. Uh, what my job is yeah. for the kids. Um, I just really like him going and just calling the kids the different names. Like, yeah, I got the reverse. <laughs> yeah, I feel so sorry for for gender swap. Albert E. Newman. Yeah, and for for our <laughs> listeners that don't know who that is, that is the character from the Mad Magazine series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like spot on. Where did they find this girl? <laughs> like, do you think they put out a casting call for someone that looked like Albert E. Newman, or did they find her and be like? Yes. Uh, so here's a couple of thoughts. Is like I wonder if a, like I said, I no, I, I think it was more of they put it, they got a group of ki- kids together and then they're like, okay, let's start thinking of like some some jokes we could make off of them. But there's also part of me and I just I don't know if he's good enough or not. I mean, he's he's a great uh, dude and all stuff and he does so much, but I don't know if he has that improv because part of me wants to think, what if this was like off the cuff you know no, i don't think so yeah. i think that i think this was well scripted but you know yeah. i'd really like to see a behind the scenes of i bet this was like a magical shooting day mm-hmm. i bet those kids absolutely just like that i bet they were all like john Sienna, mm-hmm. you know like super into it and whatnot cena cena sorry cena. <laughs> and, and and from what i understand he's very good with ch- oh, children yeah no and, i mean we already talked about how he's just like one of those guys were like, can you stop being you for like yeah, five yeah. seconds? Stop like, being so oh, good. I want to hate you're you. You're a professional wrestler, a great actor. You're good with the kids. You like he's. I know he does Make a Wish all the time and all yep. that. And you're just like, stop. Just can you? Can he you has stop? like the record for Make a Wish. I know him and uh, is it Chris? I think it's Chris Evans. Yeah, all like ever since Chris Evans has been Captain America, like he's been hitting. And sa- same with also, I mean, another one which he's not as wholesome in his movies, but still, another one is uh, Ryan Reynolds does a ton of. Oh yeah, too. yeah. Like, they, they're just like. It's just, just in them. They just they're just always out there. They're ready to shoot up at any moment and just roll out, which is just just great. You know, good people. Stop stop being so. I mean, they're also good looking and got all this money and acting. <laughs> and, oh yeah, but also they got hearts of gold. Like fuck you, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this uh, says that John Cena, 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 has granted six hundred and fifty. Freaking a. That is that's a lot. That is a lot. So I mean, this is going a little dark all of a sudden. But the other thing is like, also like that's I don't know, man. It's like it's not gonna be so taxing though, because I mean, Make a Wish is yeah, like, that's some emotional yeah, shit right like, there. That's the other thing is that core strength, and I'm not talking about his physical strength. I'm talking about inside of him because to to suit up and roll into a hospital because you know that this kid for this kid like this is their dream. And I I think the I think I mean at least what for my thing, they're also humble guys. So to know that your 
Like to them, yeah. they're like, I'm just a guy. But for this kid, you know, you're making their day. You're making like stuff. So yeah, making their just, life. <laughs> yeah. And then, but just to do that so many times, they know that so many, I mean, not all of them, because I have heard of make a wish and like, then the kid survives and stuff and, they, and stuff. So that, but still knowing that I'd say at least 80% of the time, like that kid's not there anymore. Yeah. Like that's. Man. Yeah. I mean, I, if I got like really famous, I don't care how famous I got. Mm-hmm. If so, if someone the Make a Wish Foundation came to me is like, hey, this kid, their only thing in life is to meet you, I'd be like, yeah. really, yeah. me, yeah, like who the fuck am I? You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I understand more like where they want to meet like Jack Sparrow, like yeah. not they or don't want to meet the character. Yeah, they want to meet the character, yeah. not the actor. You yeah. know exactly. Hmm. Anyways, uh, so we get a little little bit more touch on the uh, origin story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we find out that he basically just punched his brother to death. Is that see? I didn't even know we, we found that out. I just, I mean, we still got the. Well, he had like bloody hands and bloody oh, knuckles, okay. and he had a bloody nose and stuff. Yeah. I, I think his brother probably had something else going on. Uh, that, it looked like from a not in this episode, but I think in another episode, it looked like his brother had like some sort of seizure. I don't know. It's interesting because I, I mean, I find it weird if he punched his brother to death because like you could see how close they were even now and stuff. Like he looks back at his brother so fondly, so I was like. How could someone you well, that you know, about I, could you punch? To you death? can you can you can love your brother, but that doesn't mean you don't get into fights sometimes. Yeah, especially when you've got a dad a, who teaches a you to difference beat the between shit out of each other. Fights and beating your brother to death. Like, did I did I fight with my brother? Sure, plenty of times, but never got to the point where we're like, oh my gosh, we're actually gonna injure each other, injure each other. Well, yeah, but it can happen on accident. I guess. You know? I guess. I broke my brother's nose. Yeah. Like, yeah, I fucked it up pretty good, but that was on accident. <laughs> I did it with an axe. <laughs> Sounding less like an accident, Robert. No, it was a, it was a it was a plastic uh like axe for like a Halloween costume. And I was swinging it around and the head of it cuz it was held on there with like some staples or shit, mm. and, you know, from China or something. And uh, the head of it flew off and like like the bridge of the nose, like, like yeah. shattered that. Ooh, damn. I think he's still got a scar. Damn. How you like that, brother? <laughs> <laughs> Every time you look in the mirror, you've got that memory. <laughs> um. So, yeah, and then next we get to see freaking uh, uh, Peacemaker's father, which I can't remember what his name is, but being. Oh, we're, we're skipping over the Peacemaker might have a daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. So do you think he I, has a daughter? I think, I, I think he does. I think he does. I, I, there should have been a little scene as he tried to like, can I get a hair sample? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do I do like, uh, yeah, just like, hey, were you at this place? Oh, oh yeah. It's like, did you know this? Like, oh, yeah. As soon as she said great. about 10 years ago, yeah, I was like, I knew. I was yeah. like, oof. <laughs> we all knew where this was going. But I just, I just love that. We're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we do get the dad who's in, getting out of jail. Yep, and, and uh, gets in his truck and basically says he's like, "So, because I, I was wondering what they were going to do with that, because I was like, are we? Because you know they showed his dad's armor and all that stuff, but I was like, what do we do with that? And it's like, so it looks like we're gonna, you know, besides the butterflies, now we got to worry about the white dragon uh, coming out, yep. and stuff, um, which I think is pretty cool. The armor looks pretty cool, yeah, for for a white supremacist. <laughs> yeah, not not enough swastikas on it or yeah. something. Like that. Yeah. Need needs more swastikas in there. Okay, so now I, I know this is at the end, but at the end when we see him getting suited up and then like his guys are all putting on their hoods, I'm like, not to be this guy, but 
Like, I mean, people were to make fun of the KKK for this, but like, you guys aren't doing it. But like, it just looks so much just like pillowcases. Like, yeah, those just, hoods were terrible. They're just rocking some pillowcases. I'm like, that's it. That's your 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 fear and cause and fear. You just a bunch of guys roll up in pillowcases. <laughs> what, what is it? What is that? Django Unchained. Mm. It's like I can't see out of these. Yeah. It's like it's like my wife spent all weekend making. <laughs> I think oh, it would have been man. funny if the girl that he was he was having sex with had been wearing the mask the whole time, but was naked otherwise. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, so okay, yeah. so so we get we go back to his trailer. Yeah, and where he first still of all, golf. this is like this. Why would this trailer still exist while he is in prison? You know, yeah. but also like they would let him go back home. I mean, I'm like not. he's making, he's getting, he's getting out there. You know, people know that he's around. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, where can we find the peacemaker? I don't know his red, white, and blue trailer. Yeah, yeah you know exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he still has golf, which he's feeding him some of that stuff. Where he's like, I'll get more. And it's like I don't remember them. I mean, I guess maybe they did collect up some, but like I, don't, I thought they just destroyed the place. I was like, where are you going to get more food? But well, also, it seemed like his the jar was pretty full. Yeah, I'm like, how much said, of this does he consume? He said a day? you're eating this pretty quickly, so I felt like I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, so he asked golf. I just love when uh, they're asking him questions, or because had vigilante shows up. And uh, they start asking him questions. I just love Vigilante. He's like, are you here to impregnate us? Like, I forget what movie. And then he's like, he's like, no. I was like, oh, like, you're disappointed? I was like, well, how else am I supposed to experience motherhood? And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I think that they went a little too off the rails with Vigilante this episode. Yeah. Like the scene where he's like, hey, which one of us? We look the same. Which one of us eagle? Oh, Which yeah. yeah that you know, like, one was, yeah. Like, he's being a little over the top crazy. Yeah. That one was a little much. Um, but yeah, so the cops show up and, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like this escape, especially when they see Eagly, even if you're dead, like he throws Eagly at the roof and like one of the cops looks up and sees it. And I was like, okay, well like no one's looking at the roof or no one's like, Hey, check the, check the roof. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel I like found this that is... escape was just like, really like, really? I feel like <laughs> this like... is big enough that you have a helicopter mm-hmm. or maybe a drone or something. I mean, yeah, overhead. Peacemaker is a known, you know, I mean, in his eyes, superhero, extremely dangerous, but in their yeah. eyes, you know, super villain killer who's been out there doing all sorts of stuff, already been in prison for his crimes. And actually, technically, they don't know. I mean, Waller and them know, but overall, the, technically, they don't know why he's back out even like why he's free. So like you have this insanely dangerous man who's been out killing he- villains, but still doing stuff. Yeah, you're, you're bringing more than just a couple squad cars of cop like yeah you got the helicopter SWAT team you're ready to roll you're not taking this lightly yeah yeah um but yeah i just found that their, their escapes a little little much uh to be believable because i'm just like no one looks up no one no one thinks so yeah. um and then we had which i was like i guess this plan came to fruition fashion and she won it but we had the deputy find the journal which uh later on we find out is just basically a journal explaining everything that they're doing so it looks like she's just Waller was just setting him up to be the fall guy. Yeah, it's, it's very weird because he says that he doesn't have a journal, which I feel like he wouldn't lie about that. I don't think he does. Like, maybe this is something they, 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 they manufactured is, yeah, Wa- completely. Yeah. yeah, Waller created it. And basically, I mean, the way I see it playing out with everything on according to plan is they're going to go around and kill a whole bunch of people who are in the public eye. Yeah. And so, you know, in order to cover the bases, they're like, Peacemaker's a perfect fall guy. The rest, you know, the Yoda and all of them get away with it. And then nobody and then, ever had to know there was an alien invasion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I think uh, that's where it is. But yeah, we see that's happening. Um, and then we have, I mean, I don't know exactly what they're doing, but with the amount of blood and also where the butterflies live, 
I imagine they're tunneling through your skull because that's got to be one of the most painful. Watching watching the, yeah. that, that detective. Die, I mean, we get to see a bunch of it later on, but I'm just thinking like, well, yeah, that like the, from what like I said, we see that the butterflies in the brain cavity in the X-rays and stuff. So I'm like, oh, so when they they fly in your mouth and then they just they tunnel up through the top like that's. Ugh. Yeah, I felt it was Ugh. odd that he would have let her get taken over. Yeah. Instead of like cutting off her head or, or just, or just her. kicking her face in yeah. until you smash her and the bug. I actually found it weird that the bug didn't die when Vigilante fell on it. Like, I was like, I feel like yeah. the should have died. Or like, he should have been jacked up. Yeah. Because that glass, glass should have been all I mean, up maybe in. his body armor protected him, but that's another reason why the butterfly should have been dead. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's it. I didn't even think about it while watching, but yeah, it is weird. I mean, yeah, it would have been bad because, and it doesn't matter later on because all the cops become butterflies. But still, it would have been bad because the cop would have come around the corner and saw him murdering her. And so that would have been a bad look. Yeah. Peacemaker later on was like, hey. Does it Peacemaker have a good look? <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I I love their running away and Eagly just freaking. Oh, yeah. I was like, whoa, shit. Eagly's hardcore, man. Oh, <laughs> As he's awesome. just like picking out an eye. I was like, damn. Oh, I, I like I like the realism he gets when he's in the trailer. He's like, he's, he's like hey, why are you still keeping goth? He's like, I don't know. Maybe I'll just feel emasculated. <laughs> and I need and I need to keep her dangerous. Dangerous pet. Dangerous pets around. You know, uh, you know, you go back and rewatch the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. um, which we keep bringing up the Suicide Squad. But there's, I mean, well, such, a, such a connection. Yeah. yeah it's this it's is, like when they're. This in, is a continuation of that. Well, well it's like when they're in the bar and they're getting drinks mm-hmm. and then he's like you forgot the rat it's like it means so much more with this show because you're like oh well you know she's got a pet an, an animal sidekick and yeah. i've got an animal sidekick yeah it's like he's taking care of the animal sidekicks man yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> uh, so he, so we go back to hq and and there's clearly dissent like it was such an awkward scene where he's just like yeah, before before we go back we got because one of the reasons why there is dissent is we can't just just gloss over freaking casper lock and that dude is insane i mean he's dead now but the the captain the the the, the sheriff oh yeah yeah he's, when he, he's great when he kills them um and like he's just like mocking them and like i'm not sure did you see the uh because you messed me about the after credit scenes did you see this week's after, after credit scene yeah where he's just like there and he's just like trying okay gotta cry and he just like keeps busting out laughing like this is the clear sign of like a sociopath like this dude like we know from both, you know, Butterfly Mern telling us and also just Locke and Mern running into each other before. We know Mern has done some messed up stuff. And it's like, so it's obviously like this is someone that Mern used to run with. Like, this Casper, like, like I would, I, I thought it would be kind of good. I was kind of disappointed when, which is skipping ahead, when the Butterflies attacked the police station. I was kind of disappointed that Locke got uh, taken over. And I was also disappointed that her partner, I thought they, they were going to survive. I thought the partner was like mm, the next game. Yeah. And I thought Locke might too. Yeah. I really I wanted to like... see the development of the relationship between them. Cause I feel like there was a little, little chemistry going oh, yeah. on between the, the two, the two main detectives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyways, yeah. So part of the reason why, uh, why, uh, they're distant or there's a falling out, but in the team is because of, freaking peacemaker seeing Locke and seeing the psychopath he is which i feel like that's also partly because i think like i said as we find out later on like peacemaker is starting to realize like he was kind of the same kind of person yeah you know i mean vigilante even points out while they're driving like we used to just go out and you know kill the bad guys and if we accidentally killed somebody else like oh bummer and then we move on and so it shows that like i think that's another thing is, is while he may not be as bad as Locke, is still a reflection of himself he's seen where he's just like oh 
I was that psychopath. Well, I, I, I mean, I love the acting from the the, the Mern actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I knew his name off the top of my head. Uh, where, where Peacemaker's like, oh yeah, he came in and just slaughtered some unconscious cop. Yeah. And Mern's like, fuck. Yeah. Like I'm a bad guy now. Yeah. Like I, I let loose this terrible person, who's who's now got a creepy smile and head full of butterfly. Yeah. Like yeah. I can only imagine the psychological terror that butterfly went through when he got mm-hmm. in his skull. <laughs> he yeah. was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> who is this dude? <laughs> um, and then we we get the kind of the which I found it weird that they didn't kind of like follow up on it more. Um, was with the journal like when they start asking about the journal and they're like and Le- Leota lets out like under her breath and but Merns catches it. Yeah. I was like, I think we need to start looking into that, but they just kind of let it go. Um but yeah then pretty much the end is just just the rise of the butterflies freaking taking over the whole cop station. Dude, like I said, I know what we're talking about that's that's just a gruesome way to die. I just all those cops and the prisoners also just getting the freaking yeah butterflies. I mean, it over. does not look it does not look fun. No, and then I just like that scene where they're all walking and trying to smile, and they just look like a bunch of psychopaths. Well, because she because she mentioned yes, earlier she does in mention the show like that's like you got to remember how to do it. Like everybody has a, every person has a different smile, so you got to figure it out for each individual, <laughs> which also makes you question like how many. How many hosts have they been jumping between? Like, I thought you'd hop in, like, you know, you hop in the vice president and then you're in there, but it sounds like he's been in multiple people. Yeah. And stuff. So it sounds like they're like, I don't know, like they've just been hopping between hosts. Oh, wait. Okay. Can we talk about, like, who, who's going to find the field full of flying saucers? Yeah. Like, you just yeah. leave those everywhere. I mean, maybe. And why have... would everybody have their own individual ship? Why wouldn't there be, like, a big ship with all of with them f- in it? Yeah. Yeah. There's. Uh, they, 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 these aliens aren't efficient, Robert. Okay? <laughs> uh, they, they didn't think about this stuff. Uh, my thing, and plus, it's way more impactful to see all these ships land and then to have one big ship. <laughs> yeah, I want to know more backstory about the butterflies. Yeah, because you know? the way it sounds when Murr's talking is, I'm wondering, were they taking over people from the get go, or were they just living as butterflies on Earth? Because it sounds, I like think they were just living as butterflies. Yeah, on Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, and then I guess they figured out they could take over people's brains. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I think more backstory on the butterfly would be kind of cool. I'm also wondering, like, because I mean, it got to happen. I mean, Peacemaker has to find out. I, I think Peacemaker is going to find out a about which is going to ruin their relationship for a little while, but about Leota framing him with the journal. But yeah. I also think he has to find out that Mern is a butterfly at some point. Yeah, I wonder like, if they smashed his X-ray vision helmet because he's going to put it on at some yeah. point and see Mern and just yeah, blow his he's head gotta away. Yeah, got to make sure he doesn't have that helmet around. Um, but yeah, so so that's pretty much. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. We get to see the 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 uh, white dragon get suited up, and then uh, basically, you know, the 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 new butterfly sheriff goes on and basically outs Peacemaker with the fake journal of all the people he killed. Um, and then yeah, it's like and roll credits. But two well, things. okay, okay. So we we skip over John Cena playing piano. True. Do you think he knew how to play piano first, or did they teach him for this? Because I, it wasn't like they had him at the at yeah. it and like just fucking around. No. He was hitting the right yep. keys, yep. and it wasn't like they had you know like a long shot and then zoomed in on someone else because it's no. his big they did fat multi- meeting hands. And they did multiple scenes where you yeah. could see him and his hands and the yeah. piano. So I, I, so it's one of those things like any other actor, I'm gonna be like, ah, they probably like taught him how to do it for us. But because John Cena is just such the great guy that he is, I feel like, yeah, he probably he probably came in and was like, I can play a little piano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I've been doing this since I was two. Yeah. You know, you know between lifting weights. Between lifting know? weights and uh, you know, doing all the charity that I did as a kid, I played a little piano. Yeah, I had weighted keys so I could get these fat <laughs> fat fingers. Like 
anyway, it was a fine episode, I, uh, so, if, if, if not as grandiose as some yeah. of the previous ones. Put, point out the one thing we haven't seen for two episodes now. No Judo Master. I'm wondering oh, what's going to happen with that. Um, I imagine he's still lied up in the back room. Do we got two up. episodes left or one? Um, I think we have two left. Two? Okay. Two left. And the other thing is, did you watch the credits by any chance, Robert? No. Because all the kids that were in the class are listed by their nice. joke names. Like they had like... They, they had sad Rubik's eyes. Q- yep, they had sad eyes. They had uh, Chubster, Rubik's Cube, World Champion, Canadian Tuxedo, nice. and Urkel. And I was like, that's so fantastic. <laughs> Just listen to the credits by their, their, their joke names. That's um, a good find. But yep, yep. I only found it by coincidence. I happen to be writing a note as because usually as soon as the credits start, I just you know cut it. We're, we're done. That's a wrap. Or I skip to the end credit scene. But I was writing a note as the credits started and stuff. So I kept writing my note. And when I got finished, I looked up and saw that. And I was like, oh, nice. So but, this this was the first episode I realized there was anything after credits. Yeah. At all, I don't even. I think I just was was looking at my phone or something, mm. and then all of a sudden it flipped on. I was like. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. And then the, we, you haven't mentioned it. Well, and then I went back and there was, a, there was an end credits the previous episode. Yeah, there's, they've all been, except for the very first one. I think in the first episode it was like a little bit more story. But all the rest of them have kind of been more like outtake shots. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. Thing. So I just never thought to bring it up. Different versions of the scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just never thought to bring it up because it's like, eh, it's just, you know, it's a thing. But yeah, I didn't know you hadn't seen them. But uh, yeah, that is a uh, Peacemaker. Now it's time for Snowpiercer. So, having gone back and watched season one and two, okay, all the way through recently, recently, uh, this is probably the worst episode of Snowpiercer really? I've seen. I think. Okay. All right. I was not a fan of this episode. Okay. Mostly because it's wedding bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. If they had cut that out, I think maybe it would have been salvageable. But it, it it was not the best. Yeah. It's definitely watchable. I mean, yeah, yeah. But, but it, it is something I feel like I would skip in a rewatch. Yeah, nothing happens in this enough where there's anything like to catch in the rewatch. There's nothing like, oh, you might find some new things or anything. I mean, it's it's a it's a pretty I it's a kind of a quiet before the storm episode as we end with the two trains basically meeting back up. Yeah. Uh so we know that next episode Oh, it's going to pop off. Stuff's going <laughs> down. Um so yeah, I it's it's one of those things of you almost feel like Looking back, because you had the first episode, which is kind of reintroducing us to Snowpiercer and what's going on and stuff. And then we have this third episode where we know, like, and now stuff is about shit's about to hit the fan. And there's a part of you like, is the second episode even necessary? Yeah. You're, you're, I mean, we had a little bit of development with this new character that we got um, who wasn't on the train and stuff. And then that sort of thing. But overall, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I could, I could kind of see that. Before we dive into it too deeply, though, Robert, I actually wanted to go over something with you and see what you think. Um, so I, I watch Snowpiercer. I use this service called Cody. Okay. And it basically looks at, uh, torrents and then lets you stream them. Um, and so there's That's illegal Donnell. Is that, is that, oh, who would crap. do such a thing? No, it's just, it's, <laughs> I'm just a de- deplorable individual, but, uh, so there's little, they have the cover screens for them. And so there's three seasons of Snowpiercers and these cover screens are professionally made like it's not like it's the cover screens that come from like the shows themselves the studios themselves right mm-hmm. so here is season one right here and okay. we have on it we have Layton and melanie yeah which you know season one they were the the two sides right season two we have Layton, melanie and now wilford right okay makes right? sense yep season three new cover so you know it's not just the season three melanie's still there 
That's and I'm wondering. Dubious. I'm wondering. There was also a little talk with Alex and Ben. I'm wondering if they're setting up to either. I, part of it is like maybe it's just going to be through flashbacks. Maybe they're going to have flashbacks and stuff. But I'm wondering if they're setting up. That maybe she's for, still alive somehow. Yeah, because Ben and Ben and Alex even have a part in this episode where Ben kind of hints that he believes Melody's still out there. And then Alex is like, "No, she's dead. We just need to let it go." So it says that Alex is trying to move on. But yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. Like I said, it could be nothing. It could be nothing. But it's like the fact that season three has its own cover. It's not this, you know, rehashing season two cover and just that's why Melody's there. It's like no, it has its own cover, and Melody's still featured on the. Yeah, cover. I feel like she would be broadcasting or something. Yeah, like I don't we know. would know that she was alive. I, I said I don't know. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I'm not saying that I believe it there. I just thought it was interesting. I thought I wanted to point that out. Yeah. So so I gotta I gotta I gotta recant on something oh because i don't remember this from the i didn't remember this from the first step episode of the first season mm -hmm. um but i i thought that melanie had eaten the rest of the rats in the world <laughs> but i i did not i had totally forgotten that the uh the tailies had a little rat farm going yep that they yep. were that they were cultivating yeah and then uh, uh ruth ruth uses a little rat courier to, to I, send messages i i need to know how this works though because like ruth puts it in the tube and the rat makes it to where they're working. So, I mean, my thing, and also, like, but when, like, so she puts it in a tube on her side, uh, but it on, on their side, like, it was, like, out walking in, like, some open garters. And I'm just yeah. like, what keeps the rat from wandering off? Or also, like I said, what if they're not working when the rat shows up? Is the rat just going to hang out until they show yeah. up? Like, I just was like. Well, they're treating it like a carrier pigeon. Yeah, but the difference between the carrier pigeon and the rat is, like, the carrier pigeon is going back to its home. Or that's how they work, usually, is you only can really send messages to one location. You can't send carrier pigeons all over the place, like the mythos of stuff. And then when it gets there, like, it's usually it flies into a coop, which is, like, then it's stuck there. And then, like, you can come out to the coop later, and it's in its cage, because it yeah. like, it's like it's a one-way door. And so it flies in, goes in its coop, and stuff. Where with this, it's like, well, it's just it's just there. The rat was just out and about. I'm like, is there a, maybe they intercepted it on its way? Maybe the end of the route ends in a cage like that or mm, something? Yeah. But we didn't see that. So to me, I'm just like, what, the rat just chills? Like, if they're not working, the rat's just like, oh, I'll wait for him. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll well, I mean, myself. he did have to take the rat back to her. He did, yeah. To like reset it. It's not like he could just send it back to where True. it came from. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is how carrier pigeons worked. Like, yeah. You, like, per, when, like said, when they used carrier trip. pigeons, they had to like drag those fuckers yeah. all the way across you, the, the you world. Would, <laughs> when they used carrier pigeons, you would load up your pigeons when you left and then you would send messages back to your location. Yep. Like, that's how it worked. Like I said, the, the mythos of carrier pigeons is that you always see people like sending notes to each other. I'm like, that's not, no, it's not how it worked. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't, your friend can't send you a pigeon and then you reply and send it back. It's like, that's not how it is. Yep. Unless you, the only way that works is if you have some of their pigeons and they have some of your pigeons. So he sends you a message on their, your pigeon and you send back a message on his pigeon. That's the only way that would ever happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so let's talk about missing characters. Okay. So the, the I think it's a loss that we don't have the male scientist. Yeah. I think that was a good duo. Yeah. And yep. they mention in the show he passed. He died from the flu. Yeah. And I guess they're just knocking off a bunch of cast members. I mean, it's a question of that. maybe maybe there was a contract dispute or something like I. I yeah, because the they, guy did not die of like COVID or anything. Yeah. I I don't I don't think like that. Cause that's my thing. Is like I don't think like at least my interpretation of that was. 
in the in between season two and three, the actor who played him like wanted more money, or maybe they thought he wasn't a good fit or something, and so they let him go. And that I don't think it was like a plan not to have the male scientist. I feel like it was just a thing of like, oh, it didn't work out to have that character anymore. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Wilfred, though, I mean, I know I get it. Actually, it's a it's a power play and to sow his, you know, you know, his uh, him being above everybody. But he is just way too comfortable being naked around all his followers. He's just <laughs> it's like, a power play thing. Yeah, I know exactly. It's, it's a, totally power a power play. play it's, it's his thing of like, yeah, I'm so secure and I know who I am and I know that I dominate over you and you would never threaten me that I can be completely naked around you. Like, yeah. It's definitely a power thing, but still like there's other ways to sell your power. Put on some pants, man. Yeah. <laughs> like why wouldn't they take, why would they, wouldn't they just take out Wilford? What? I mean, I guess he's the only one who can really run that. Well, no, Javi's there. He Javi's can run the there, but you know, but I mean, that thing is at the because I put I I phrased this I I thought I brought it up last week but I don't think I did is because I, I was like why is Javi still alive and then I realized because I was like you only have and we, yeah we did talk about this like, the, the engineers are our finite resource yeah. so even if you take out like let's say Leighton and them aren't back yet if you take out Wilfred and all you have is Javi left what if Javi dies yeah you're f- like so even that thing is even in revolting against Wilfred you can't until the Ben and Alex get back you can't kill Wilfred. The most you can do is lock him up. And you, with Wilford being as, you know, conniving and scheming and also very much has a lot of people who still follow him on the train, um, that's too dangerous to have Wilford locked up. So, uh, yeah, it's just one thing. But, yeah, like the engineers are a finite resource, even if it's your most hated enemy. You, like, I think Wilford, if the tra- if he has his way, he would kill Ben because there's no controlling Ben. Like yeah. Ben will puzzle. Yeah. But I think he would try and get Alex back on his side. And then he has Javi brainwashed or whatever the hell's going on with Javi. And then I think he really should get to training some new engineers. Cause like I said, that's only two spare engineers that you yeah, got. No, yeah. Javi is definitely broken. Yeah. Javi is, <laughs> woo, he is messed up. So, so we flip back to Snowpiercer. Yep. And from, from Big Alice. Yeah. And what is this teen drama bullshit I, with I, I got a baby on the but way? Here's my I'm thing. Like, Layton, there's no happy ending in this for you. Well, but here's my thing. Here's my thing. When when basically Layton was like, you want to talk about it? And then he's like, I got a baby on the way. And then Joe's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, please. I'm, like, I'm hoping that's the end of it. Like, they, like Josie kind of made it clear, like, yeah, we're done. And I'm like, please. Because like, like you said, it's teen drama bullshit that I don't need in my my dystopian sci-fi show. So can we let that be the end of it? Like, I'm hoping that's the end of it. I hope we had this, like, I'm not, like, not that this scene is great, but I'm hoping if this scene is the last we hear about his, you know, little three-way that he got going on with Josie and Zara, I'd be happy that this is the scene is the last. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. This, this, this last time we see it, I'm like, cool, great. Yeah. It's a great scene. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what I really want that, and maybe we will get it, but we're, we're not yet. And, 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 well, you know, I don't think we will actually. Yeah. Is, uh, I, I want, I want her to be like addicted to the cold because mm. they're on a train that's like overheated. Yeah. And yeah. I want her to just be like, not having it yeah because she's been modified Mm -hmm. and i want her to be like like huddling up against the like the glass like trying to stay cold and like like demanding to go outside and so that way she could be in the cold like i I think that would be a little a little Mm -hmm. bit interesting and a little bit in depth yeah yeah um so we get to talking and this is one thing that comes up multiple times i'm just like i really i know like we're gonna see it in this next episode but like I really need to know what Layton's plan is for taking back the train. Yeah. Because I'm like, you have five at best. Ben is well, no, Alex he, Because is, he's got the whole underground. Like, there, he would have a lot of supporters. That's the thing is, he does have supporters. But also, part of me is also like, like, Ruth is diehard. But yeah. Pike, 
not Pike. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Her second in command, the dude. Um, is it not Pike? No, Pike is. Oh, is it Pike? I thought yeah, Pike, Pike was the old old jackboot. No, 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 no. Pike, Pike is Pike okay, is the yeah. guy who shaved his head. Okay, so yeah, and killed so, somebody in the most awesome way possible, which so was by putting Pike like insulation in their kinda, face. Yeah, Pike even kind of said like, "What if they're not coming back?" Like, I feel like there's, especially with how miserable it has to be on Big Alice. I feel like there's a lot of people who might be upset with Layton for taking the engine yeah. and stuff. So I'm like, how loyal, like Ruth, Well, yeah, sure. but he's going to come back and he's like, hey, we figured out a place where it's but getting warm it. and we can. They have it. They're hoping. Yeah. But they don't have that even. And especially if he does take over the train on that promise and then they get there and there's not a warm spot. Oh, all yeah. hell breaks out. <laughs> like, I guess you could lie to him. Yes, we found it. But, um. Yeah, I just like still even you have to get to that point. Like I don't know, I just feel like you have five people maybe, but then you have to remember Ben is injured, his ribs are broken apparently, and then Alex so that sees last episode so that sees even teetering like maybe Wilfred is the right call. Yeah, so I'm like you can't even bank on. And plus Alex, I mean no offense to her, and I'm not insulting in females in any way, shape, or form, but Alex is a scrawny teenage girl. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how much fight. Like and, and it's just so that I mean no offense, I think Till is one of the best fighters you got. Yeah, so Till. it's like Till's females. Like, can kick ass i'm not saying it but alex is a scrawny teenage girl i'm sorry i'm not sure if even if she is on your side if that's much of a fighter you got with you so i'm just like well i mean i mean she's scrappy though because remember she cut she cut open wilford's neck yeah with with a razor blade that she had hidden in her mouth yeah but that was more of a a sneak attack thing not a full-on well that's what that's what she's all about she's sneak attack she knows that train but how are you gonna sneak it i mean what you open the gate and alex says she's back on wilford's side i don't i don't know because because um, wilford would let her get close yeah because he's 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 like i he's he's too he thinks that he can dominate her yeah and then he also like once again like i said needs those he needs every engineer he can get (laughs) um so we get get the lady waking up yep and i love how he's just like he's like it's complicated Mm -hmm. we gotta take this one step at a time like this is a lot going on (laughs) but here's something that i thought when when this lady you know when he tells her about where they're at and all this stuff that is to me it's like a little concerning and a little bit of a red flag that things might not go well with her is he's like yeah we're in snow piercing she's like where's the great engineer wilfred yeah like she might very easily fall into the wilfred cult yeah no, that's Um, a good point yeah yeah i think i don't i don't think she's gonna end up being a friend yeah for sure so another thing and that just it just shows the you know like i said they're just a a scrappy rebellion they don't know 100 what they're doing but why did they let andrea see that they have a new person on the train yeah, I would have taken like I get okay. You have her in a room that you have to go through the library. Take Andrea somewhere else. Freaking uh, Alex brought up the meat locker at one point. That sounds like a good place to put her. Yeah, like I don't know. See, you don't need her getting any more information that she could use against you or feed to Wilfred. Like that is the Andrea does not need to know anything about what's going on on the train. They should be eating Andrea. All they've been talking about is how they're <laughs> they're out of food. We're not that far gone yet, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't also, interestingly enough, didn't see, and not that he's a big character or anything, but just he was introduced last episode and then we haven't seen him. We didn't see that other guy who's on this on this train. Uh, the guy who helped Andrea yeah. for a second. Like, didn't, didn't see him at all. Hmm. Just that, hmm. He's just gone. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that is weird. Yep. I think they really lost some budget for for mm. for actors, or maybe, maybe it's a COVID thing. Maybe yeah. they're just like, hey, it's COVID. We're gonna keep shooting through COVID, but let's just limit as many limit people. Limit the cast, to, and yeah, yeah. I mean, that could very much be it. Yeah, I, I because I mean, in the first two seasons, the cast is ginormous, mm-hmm. like just ridiculous. Uh, so we got uh, they 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 test an EMP pulse, yeah, which is super dangerous. Yeah. 
uh, do like what if you mess that up? You just shut down the whole train and it's done. Well, and that's my so I have a couple questions about this EMP because one is like one thing he says is like let's just do ten percent. That should be good for a test. And that ten percent, even and he's also like yeah, and the front cars will be a buffer for it. And that ten percent still knocks power out on Big Alice. Yeah. And I'm like okay, so I'm assuming when you're saying you were using ten percent for a test, you're planning to use more for your actual attack. And I'm just yeah. like if that ten percent knock temporarily knocked the power out of Big Alice. Anything more than that, I feel like it's game over. Like I yeah, was like, kill the whole human race. And then also my other thing is like with this with this EMP pulse, I'm like, how does this work? You you can't because like they made it very clear you can't stop the trains because then they freeze. Except big except for uh, what is actually uh, Snowpierce has the opposite effect because the engines you have to keep the engine running but the train stops so it overheats. But I'm assuming with the EMP they're gonna freeze them out. But I'm like, okay, your train is already running cold. Yeah, if you, st- I feel like if you stop Big Alice for any amount of time, even to rehook up to yeah, the stop Snowpiercer, yeah. yeah, you're doomed. So I'm like, I don't think you can eat. Like, I get that it's not going to happen now, anyways, because they got rid of it. But I'm like, I think your plan is faulty, Wilford. I think you shoot that EMP, and you are dooming yourself to either a Big Alice stays the same as it is now and just is slow and cold for all of eternity, or b you stop to try and get soaked up to Snowpiercer, and then you realize, oh crap, we can't get it started again, and now we're all dead. So yeah. I'm just like. This is a bad plan. EMP, like you already said, is a dangerous weapon to be using when you also require electricity. Yeah, <laughs> like yep. usually EMPs are either set somewhere and you leave and blow it up where you don't care what happens, or it's dropped out of a plane where you can get away. Trains and EMPs do not mix, in my opinion. I mean, <laughs> is this this is this is like a sci-fi weapon though. This doesn't I don't think that really exists. What EMPs? Yeah. Not well, yes and no. Not on the scale that we've seen and stuff, but like there are, you can have like little basically electrical distortion bombs that will knock stuff out. Or well, I mean, the like ultimate, a nuclear bomb has a side well, that's what effect. I was, say. I was gonna say, and then I no, you can you can have a straight up like just electrical distortion bomb. But mm. I was gonna say also the ultimate EMP is a nuke. This just you never realize it because you're too busy dying from radiation to realize that the power. Yeah, yeah, that's the right <laughs> reason why with a nuke, it's not like oh man, the EMP. If it's like yeah, there's, no one cares, no one cares. We're all we're all dying of either explosion or radiation poisoning, so no one cares if the power is out. Um, so then we get, and like I said, this gets into the wedding stuff, but the one thing that I got from this is this, like, Oz can see, because uh, the couple scenes we see of him when, he, when he's upset with us, Oz can see that LJ is a psychopath. Yeah. And it yet seems like... he still wants to marry her. Yeah. I guess LJ does bring up something that might be the reason why Oz is fine with it, is the train is running out of people. And there's only so few young people. So maybe that's why Oz is okay with psyching up with a psychopath because like, well, I ain't got many options. Yeah. But still, I'm like, dude, the chick's a psycho. Like everyone, we know she's like, it's not just, a, oh, she's kind of into it. See, what's cutting off men's balls. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, them. I think that's my problem with this whole, th- this whole situation because in the, in the, in the previous season, it very much seemed like they were part, they were teaming up mm-hmm. and to take over, to take over the train and be head of janitorial yeah. and, and, yeah. and accumulate all this power. And it's like, he asked her to marry him and then shit goes south very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did you like you didn't know what you were marrying? Like yeah. that she was gonna wanna be she's from she's from first class, yeah. yo. You know, she she's gonna wanna be in power. One hundred percent to the church of Wilfred. Like yeah. like to not see like yeah, I just thought it was weird. I mean, I put it like I guess he's just been ignoring it 
you know, in his mind, just like, nah, she, she'll change. She's not that bad. And like, once again, exhibit A, see cutting off men's balls. I'm yep. just saying that's, you can't ignore that Oz, no matter how much you want to try. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, then we start getting the whole wedding together and stuff, which is, you know, yada, yada. Um, but we cut back to a scene with Layton figuring out, you know, about this tree he's seen. Is it, yeah, what tree, is this prophet? This tree bullshit. stuff is weird. Because also, like, one thing in, the, in his vision, this tree is, like, in the middle of a barren desert. And yeah. I'm like, if there is a true Ice Age apocalyptic thing that happens on Earth, and then the Earth does eventually start reheating. That tree's dead. There, well, not, not that. Is There's not going to be any dead. Like, it's still, like, reheating is going to be like, oh, it's you're going to be living in a place that's like Alaska you know, eight times out, eight months out of the year, or those kind of things. It's still going to be incredibly cool. There's not going to be any desert spots. Like yeah. when there's, when that's, when you find a warm spot, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, it's only 12 degrees here. Yeah. Like that's what you're going to find. Or negative 12. Or negative yeah. 12, you know? It's not going to be like, hey, short flip flops, who wants to play a game of volleyball? Like, no, that's still well, and hundreds then they of years like, away. And then they mentioned like, they, they find that one kind of, warming spot yeah they're like they're like it's gonna take a hundred years exactly. for it to get warm enough yeah. to live on i'm like that train ain't making it a hundred well no years. no he says if they he, see he that they say that the data they collected at the other warming spots is a hundred years ah uh, they say that this spot is the most promising but i'm like still if the rest of the road is a hundred years away from being livable if you somehow magically find a livable spot once again it's not gonna be warm it's not gonna be cabo yeah. It's going to be, like I said, Alaska in the winter. Like, it's it's still going to be cold. It's still <laughs> going to be, you know, it's just warm enough where he can survive it. So that's my thing is, like, if they do find this tree that Leighton is seeing and it's like this, I'm just like, how? Yeah. How? <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's also convenient that there's going to be train tracks that go right near the warming mm-hmm, spot. Mm-hmm. And no one's noticed it the other couple times you've gone through. What, you just haven't been using these train tracks yeah. or whatever? Like, can, can we talk about the train track itself? Sure, let's talk about like that's track. insane. Yeah. Can you imagine? I want a story. I want like a little like like sidebar episode that mm-hmm. talks about like how this guy was able to build a train track like across the ocean. So and a, and, and the buy thing, all these historical places yeah. and like here's the thing. through Yellowstone besides, and <laughs> besides the parts of having to you know work with multiple governments. This is this is just the train version of what freaking Elon Musk and freaking what's his face are doing right now, building their own rocket ships. Like this is that's all this is is the filthy rich being able to be like, well, I got the money, so why not? Yeah, like, but the scale uh, like said, is so crazy. Even like, the scale, the, it's not the size that bothers me. Like so, the only part that gets me is like, well, yeah, but you have to convince all these cut, cut governments to allow you to do this. That's yeah. the only part that gets me is like, but him building the train, no, nah, no. Nah. I'm like I said, I look at freaking Elon Musk and freaking. Uh, Jeff Bezos, I'm like they're doing it right now. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just a rocket ship, but they're doing it right now. They're building their <laughs> snow piercers right now. We, you can see them. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's not the scale. It's just the how did you get the rights to all this terror? Like you said, going through like Yellowstone and all that sort of stuff. Like, yep. yeah, you, that's the part where I'm like, how did you get signing up, approval for all this? Or going up to the Tibetan Plateau and exactly. going through the City of the Gods or whatever. Yeah, the Forbidden City. Mm-hmm. Is it the Forbidden City? I know. I know it's a, I know it's like a sacred. Yeah, where, where yeah, wherever wherever the uh, the Dalai Lama goes. Yeah, but I don't, supposed I don't to think be. it's forbidden. I think it's just like sacred, where you yeah. allow a rich man to build a train track. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but yeah, that, so they're, they're, they're we get Layton's going there, and then we get this weird scene with the new the new chick where she's 
like one, I just find it weird that she's like you. You just, you, I mean, I guess it's the first plants you've seen in all, who knows how long, but you just just start watering plants. <laughs> like yeah, like welcome to the train. They put you in a room. And the first thing you do is like I'm gonna water some plants. But then she yeah, has, and like, she this, like breaks down. That's what I said. Then she has this weird like breakdown because of it. Like I guess maybe it's just because he hasn't seen a plant in so long. But part of me was like that's just. Just a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what we didn't touch on is is I love Till. Till's like one of my favorite oh, yeah. characters in yeah. the show. Till is, I mean, I, Ruth, I think, is the ultimate for me when it comes to like characters who have changed so much. Yeah. But Till went from, because in the very first season, Till was like, I, I mean, she was meant to be on the bad guy side for one. But I was like, I just really didn't like Till. Was not a fan. Yeah. And I was like, now, like, she said, like you said, like she's definitely one of my favorite characters. Yeah. She's like the best i love how she's just like she's like you tell anybody else about this he's, he's like, like nope, nope. And she's like good good yeah. <laughs> like, don't do, it. <laughs> do not talk about the trees um so right real quick i don't want to touch too much on the wedding but i did want to bring this up is that there's a part where wilfred is setting up the banners and he's like is this too red and they're like no it's perfect and i'm looking at those banners like those are very nauseous <laughs> like, oh, i yeah. was looking at them oh, like yeah. you could easily just uh, not just because they're red but just like the authoritarian to, to, to all of that it's like this is Anybody else getting Nazi vibes? <laughs> I'm getting some, like, I'm getting some serious Nazi vibes right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because, well and red's like his color thing. Yeah, right? Because he did like the red candles mm-hmm. at one point and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then we get uh, Zara getting Hobby to go back to the back of the train to meet with Roof, which didn't really amount to much other than we realize how messed up Javi is. Yeah. Because I like how he says, I got to get back to the dog. Like, Yeah, I like, thought, like, does he is he, like, connected to the dog in some way? Does, I, he, does I the dog have something he needs? I think it's a mental, like, yeah. scarring that's on him. Like, I mean, he got he got effed up by that dog. And, I mean, Yeah, but we didn't actually recently. get to see it. No, no, but he got effed up I'm by su- that I'm dog. assuming there's some other psychological... Yeah. attacks that have happened because it's been like six months between yeah between yep. that dog attack and where we are now yeah and i'm sure wilford was just doing all sorts of crazy shit to him doing wilford stuff to yeah. him yeah um but yeah so uh but that's when we you know basically ruth decides that they got it they got to disable the bomb which is true they got to because I, like I said not just before Layton's sake i honestly believe that this bomb was going to be the doom of all the both yeah. trains yeah um and we, uh, one is, like I so said, we get to see Strong Boy, and this is why you don't, I mean, I'm not, no, no insult to Strong Boy, but, you know, you don't get the name Strong Boy by being the smartest guy in the room. Uh, <laughs> this is why you don't let the dumb guy just rip the panel off the EMP. I was like, no, mm, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, like I said, we get to see Ruth basically, you know, martyr herself, which is, you go back to season one, Ruth. Yeah, never would see she wouldn't this. have done that. Um, and then also just her coming to terms with like all the people who's like who's armed that she froze off, and he's kind of like, yeah, I got to pay my penance. Like, it's, like I said, it's just Ruth is a totally different character than she was at the beginning of yeah. the season. Um, yeah, she was taking it like steel too, man. Mm-hmm. She was like, she's like, she here's my, like, let's get this over yeah. with. When when he says like we're gonna make sure you hide after you can't get a prospecting, she doesn't even like bat an eye. She's just like, all right, let's go. Yeah, like, Ruth, Ruth, Ruth is hard. Ruth is hard now, man. She, she's she's seen some shit. She's done some shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, she she got she got put in jail now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then basically the bomb goes off. Um, Rex almost or almost wrecks both trains when it's not near either one of them. So that shows how bad it would have been if it was on the train. Um, but uh, yeah, and then we basically end with you know I thought for one second. And I was like, I don't know how this ends. It looked like they were like on a head-on collision for one second. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? That's your game plan? <laughs> just smash your train into their train? But I uh, know they run right by. And like I said, I just, I mean, like I said, I, I, like, you're right. 
there is still parts of the rebellion on the train. You know, Ruth is there, Pike's there, they got Strongboy and some other people, Lights, and we know there's more people. Actually, here's one thing I didn't understand. Back to the wedding, even though we were very light on it. Right before the wedding, and then also during the wedding, the the te- I don't know her name, but the teacher chick who's you know teaches all the kids. Yeah, she's like helping LJ with her hair and fretting over her, and then during the wedding, she's like applauding during their like I know everybody's just glad to have a day off, but she seems very happy that LJ, the psychopath, is getting married. And my question is why? Because they've at least from what I've gathered, she's part of the rebellion. Because yeah. if you remember in the first episode when the doctor comes to get the little girl, like they have a nod like, hey, I need little girl messenger. And she's like, okay, cool. So she knows what the little girl does. Yeah. She knows. She's, so unless like, why are you on team LJ? Like helping her with her hair and being she's, excited she's for just her a, she's wedding. She's a good, excited teacher. She I was, guess. <laughs> I just thought it was weird. But anyways, like I said, you were right. I mean, you're right. There's there's a good amount of rebellion on the train. So I, I'm Leighton has more. But I still, I just, I... Uh, not that they're going to give us this scene, but if in the next episode, before the fight and all goes breaks down, they give us like a little flashback scene where Leighton starts laying out their plan. Because I need to, know, I'm just like, how do you see yourself de- yeah. taking over this train? Like, oh, I well, don't know. What's crazy to me is, I mean, I, obviously you get really jazzed by this cliffhanger at the mm-hmm, end, mm-hmm. and I'm like, shit's gonna pop off. That's only episode three. I know. This I know. would be like. This would either be the cliffhanger at the end of a season of another yep. show or, or bef- like, the one before the final episode. Because mm-hmm. once this happens, we still got more shit. Yeah, I know. It's like these uh, these seasons are so they, dense. They made it clear uh, that next episode, like, or that, that they made it clear that the true trains are going to sync up and, like, be together. Like, I actually thought most of the season was going to be them separated. But we're like, we're three episodes in. And then, so I'm just like, there's like, yeah, yeah it's just, it just seems like there's like, yeah, this is this is a lot. This is a lot. And we're, like I said, we're three episodes I in. Mean, we're of, probably going to get like three. I mean, there, is there going to be there's going to be another season after this? Yeah. Right? Snowpiercer is I can't remember if it's four or five seasons, but it's cleared for. I know for sure there's one more season, if not. A season interesting. After that. Interesting. So, I, I mean, I imagine the next three or four episodes are going to be them trying to take back the train. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that could happen really fast. Yeah. And it could be them just trying to like. Something's probably gonna break, mm-hmm. or something's gonna go wrong. Trying to broke, and so it's like keeping the yeah. train together in order to to get to where they want to go. Mm-hmm. And then would next season be them like trying to settle? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Huh. I, I don't know. It's gonna what this is going to develop into. Like, I mean, that thing is, I feel like in season two, I'm not maybe not so much in season one, but in season two, we had a lot of times where like, how is this going to keep going? Yeah, and they they answered the question for us as we watched. Mm. So like, I mean, they they got solid writers, they they got a very per uh, very gripping story, very interesting. They have good characters, and good acting. So I I don't like I said I agree with you. It's like yeah, where's this season going, and how are they going to do another season? But also like, if anybody can do it, oh yeah, it's yeah, the people yeah. making this. I guess, so. I guess the, the core <laughs> question is going to be, is the warm spot real? Yeah, like is it really is is it there and is it tenable at this time yeah you know and then that determines where it goes i still like i said i don't think it is i think like they said they they've never definitively said yes or no and i've even seen interviews with the show creators and stuff where they just kind of like skirt around the question of whether or not the tv show and the movie are in the same universe i don't think they are i don't think they are either but i'm like ultimately if they are then snowpierce the tv show has to be the prequel it can't be the sequel because the way that the movie ends is with them crashing the train and getting off. And yeah. so I'm like, if it is if it is a prequel, 
then ultimately then we know that the, the that warm Wilford's spot, gonna win Wilford's gonna win and the warm spot can't be real and stuff so it's just one of those interesting things uh, stuff like I said but like I said I, I I don't think they are but like I said they've done interviews with the creator of the show and he's been like oh, they kind of skirt around the issue and it's like well, yeah just answer the damn question <laughs> I mean maybe maybe yeah okay so here's a, here's here's a theory okay so they're gonna get to the warm spot but it's not gonna be ready right right it's gonna there's gonna be evidence that it is warming but it's gonna take an ungodly amount of time mm-hmm they're gonna get a message from Melanie, right? They're gonna swing back and pick her up, mm-hmm. and to, and at the end she's gonna be like, "Yeah, we have to, we have to, we have to release some chemical. I've developed a chemical we have to release mm. into the atmosphere to warm things back up." Yeah, and uh, and it, and then the next season will be them trying to do that. Yeah, yeah, which will go horribly wrong. Yeah, I was saying, <laughs> make it too hot. I was about to say it's like. We got here by releasing stuff into the atmosphere. I feel like we should stop releasing stuff. You're like, yeah, now we're gonna release something else in the atmosphere, and then it's gonna get, and then there's gonna be there's gonna be fire piercer yeah. <laughs> about a train that's kept cold all the time driving through the desert. <laughs> One thousand two hundred and seventy four cars lost. Yeah, some crap like that's, that. that's funny. That's funny. That's the sequel to Snowpiercer. All right. Well, that's the show, everybody. As always, you can find us on our website, watchingitpod.com. You can find links to email us to all the services and platforms we're on to our patreon donnell what else should they do yeah just uh just go ahead and check us out and if you like what you are hearing give us a rating review um and help us grow this podcast and you can catch us on oh wait no this is gonna come out after we're on that yeah, it is. Record, record go back, go back, and go listen back. to yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was say you can catch, you can catch us. So if you, if you're already a listener of the, uh, of the, uh, crap, no, I can't remember what it's called. I'm, I'm all. I don't know, Dread, but if Dreadlock you Lord us, podcast, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, then you have already seen us on the live showing because we're going to be live on that tonight. Or you can catch out the podcast recording of that of us. So make sure to give that a listen to, folks. And that is it. Bye.